This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm John Weeks, and this is The Leader. No, nobody told me that what we were doing was, as you say, uh, against the rules, uh, that the event in question was something that we were going to do something that wasn't a a work event. And, uh, you know, as I said in the House of Commons, um, uh, when I went out into that garden, I I thought that I was attending a, a work event. Boris Johnson's response in January to allegations he attended a party in Downing Street during lockdown in 2020. Fast forward to today and the Met Police are issuing 20 fines to individuals who broke lockdown rules at Downing Street parties in the same period. As part of its investigation into 12 events held across government, the Met has said it will not reveal who the fines have been issued to or which specific alleged events they relate to. Downing Street has pledged to reveal if the Prime Minister is among those fined, but said it wouldn't release the identity of junior staff. So, what does this mean for the Partygate scandal? And what might happen if the Prime Minister is revealed as one of those fined? Martin Bentham, the Evening Standard's Home Affairs Editor, joins me now to discuss the matter. So Martin, this is the first confirmation that the law was breached by individuals in government during lockdown. What do you make of it? Well, I mean, that in itself is quite a significant step, albeit anybody watching this saga wouldn't believe that that was the inevitable conclusion that was going to be reached. But the fact that it has now been reached is significant. The question, of course, is who are these people? We don't know. The police aren't identifying them. So unless they self-identify themselves, then we will never know exactly who they were. But what we do know is that in a broad category, they involve people ranging from the Prime Minister himself and his wife to uh, senior Downing Street aides and senior civil servants. So there are some prominent people amongst the people who've been involved in the investigation so far. And some of those may feel that they have to say whether they were recipients or not. But either way, it's a significant step because it confirms that people at the heart of government who are making the rules, the COVID regulations, broke in the police's view, the regulations that were in place at that time. 
Now, some of those people, of course, may receive these fines and decide they want to contest them. If they receive a fine, they can pay it, and that's the end of the matter. If they contest it, they risk the threat of prosecution at a magistrate's course and a criminal conviction if they are found guilty, which they don't get if they receive and pay the fine. So there's probably a big incentive for other people to think we'll pay the fine and get the thing over and done with, and so on. That, of course, won't apply to the Prime Minister. I suess- well, it might apply to the Prime Minister, but it's, uh, it's questionable, given that he's always denied that he committed an offence and the political price it would pay for being found to have committed a criminal offence if he were one of the people to be fined on this occasion or on a future occasion is obviously that much higher. And I understand Number 10 have said they would reveal if the PM was fined. How likely do you think that is? I think today it's probably unlikely that he's in the first tranche, partly because from all that we know, he's been contesting the fact that he broke any rules. He's been insisting that these are work events or he viewed them as work events. A lot of people who are experts on the law believe that his defence, as far as we know about the detail of the events and what happened, that that defence work doesn't actually stack up when you measure it against the legislation itself. But clearly, it's a more complex issue for the police to assess and a more complex process. So I suspect that these are the more obvious blatant offences where they think that the people receiving the fines are probably likely to accept that they've done wrong and may even have admitted so in the questionnaires that people were sent asking them to give an account of what they've been doing on the days that were under investigation. There were 12 parties, eight different dates, all of which were being under investigation. We don't know which particular parties these fines issued today related to. And again, please say that's because they don't want to identify people. But clearly, there's been a lot of investigation, 100 of people and a number of parties. And so the number of 20 fines being issued today probably represents a fairly small proportion (laughs) of those that are likely to be the end result of the whole investigation. It's certainly not over yet. And if it turns out that the PM has been fined, what will that mean for him, considering he denied any breach of the rules on several occasions? Well, I think politically, the question is politically, I mean, there is no actual sanction because it's not a criminal conviction if he pays the fine. And even if it were, it doesn't carry the level of penalty that would lead to disqualification from Parliament and so on. So from that point of view, it's a simply a political matter, isn't it? And of course, the, the politics of this for him have improved because of the Ukraine war and the Ukraine crisis, which has distracted attention at the time when this investigation was launched. It was a very febrile atmosphere, a lot of uh, letters going in expressing no confidence in the Prime Minister and there's a significant risk that a vote of not confidence would have been triggered in him and clearly it may be that now that situation has changed and that the desire of people to get rid of him in his party has dissipated a bit we'll wait and see but in the cold light of day the balance will be between two different things won't it between the fact that on one sense if he didn't comply with them that's a very grave very poor example to have set and so on other people argue in the scale of things when you've got wars going on and so on, that whether you drank a glass of champagne for about five minutes or whatever they, they claim, and ate a bit of cake at a, a function when you were, generally speaking, working and so on, is a trivial matter by comparison to the great scale of national matters and international matters and so on. And I suppose ultimately it's down to the Tory MPs who are responsible for deciding whether or not there should be a vote of confidence and all that then follows. Whether that happens or not, it, it, it's down to them. Now, former leader of the Conservatives, Ian Duncan-Smith, has said if the PM is fined, MPs shouldn't turn on him because of the issues he's currently dealing with, like Ukraine and the cost of living crisis. Do you think Tory MPs would follow that advice? 
Well, I think it depends, doesn't it? I think there are some people, Ian Duncan Smith is clearly a supporter. There are clearly some people who are very disenchanted with the Prime Minister who've already and have been long-standing critics who definitely won't change their position on it. And then the, the crucial question is those in the middle, really, those who were probably generally supportive but may have had their confidence undermined by what's happened and any confirmation that the Prime Minister either now or in the future is one of the recipients of a fine, maybe enough to tip them over the edge into uh, seeking to remove him. Which, again, we just don't know that. We just don't know how those individual MPs, their minds are working. One or two of them have made it clear in the past. But even then, of course, people who made it clear in the past that wanted to vote no confidence, their minds may have changed. It's not a fixed thing for some people. So we'll have to just see. Do you think Boris will be thinking about these fines and the Partygate scandal at the moment? Or do you think really he's not bothered about it at all because of everything else that's going on? I think obviously he'd be preoccupied with other things and and only if a fine lands on his desks that he then has to decide whether to pay it or whether to try to fight the thing with the risk of a criminal conviction if he loses and whether to go down that road or not. I think at the moment, probably on the assumption that he isn't one of the recipients today, he's probably thinking, understandably, of far more significant world events. There's more on this story in the Evening Standard newspaper and at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. We're back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.